Chapter 7 The truth was, most kids wouldn't have come to the courthouse meeting about the monument, and I wouldn't have gone either except that Fred and Emma decided it was important for me to be community-minded, which meant I had to wear a dress. It's not that I hate dresses if there's a good reason for wearing one, say if you're going to be at the president's birthday party and you've got a written invitation, but usually I don't like getting into one because it leaves my leg hanging out in the open where I can see it and other people can see it. But Emma said I had to wear one, and Fred nodded, and it was little enough to do for them. So Emma tied me down and got me into a yellow dress that she said set off my hair and brown eyes. To be honest about it, I didn't feel bad walking between them to the courthouse. I wouldn't have admitted to the world, but I felt all pretty and fresh and maybe strutted a little, as much as you can strut with one leg stiff. And when I turned to the side, I liked the way the dress whirled out. Python followed along behind us, walking about four feet to my rear, if I'd been alone, he would have walked to my left so I could grab his shoulder hair, but for Fred and Emma, he moved away and just followed. When we got to the courthouse, it was already crowded. There were pickups and cars parked in the small lot in back of the building, so many that they jammed in on top of each other and overflow filled the street. Python rumbled at the size of the crowd. I didn't know there would be so many people in Bolton, I said. Oh my, yes, Emma answered. If you take in all the county around here, there might be four or five thousand of them. And they're all here, Fred said, smiling, or almost all of them. They take all this pretty seriously, Emma stopped straight in her dress, and as she bent down I could smell the wine in her breath, but she didn't show it. I put Python outside by the statues of the lions that looked more like sheep near the front door, and he sat down out across the tops of the people, coming up the steps, ignoring them. Inside the courtroom, the largest room in town, except for the gym at the school, was packed to the walls. Fred worked himself in and to the left, and we followed him until we were more or less stuck against the wall. I couldn't see anything until Fred picked me up and let me prop my feet on the back of one of the benches so I could see the front. Except there wasn't much to see, just old Howard Bemis, the mayor, standing up at the main bench. The motion has been made that we hire an artist to construct a war memorial monument in front of the courthouse. This special open public meeting has been called to discuss the motion, find its merits and demerits, and open them to the public scrutiny to ensure the free operation of the public will in these matters. For God's sake, Howard, shut up and sit down. Let's get to it. This from Wayne Connors, who owned a farm north of town. I have to be home by tomorrow for work. Howard seemed to rise on his feet. Since he was short and kind of round, it didn't do much for him, except seemed to raise him about half an inch. Need I remind you, Mr. Connors, that this is a town matter for town residents only. And need I remind you, Mr. Bemis, that if it weren't for my grain money and the rest of our grain money, you wouldn't have a town. All right, all right, this came from Fred. I looked around to see him smiling. His voice was soft, but everybody was listening. That doesn't do any good at all. Let's just talk about the monument, all right? Which settled them right down and showed a side of Fred I didn't know about. In the elevator, he just let the others talk, mostly, and didn't enter into any of it. I looked at Emma, but she didn't seem surprised. Very well, Howard said. Back to the issue at hand. The floor is open to discussion. Does anyone have anything to say about this war memorial? Which was about like throwing raw meat into the middle of a bunch of cats. Everybody had something to say about it, and they all said it at once. You couldn't make out any words, just a roar, and Howard held up his hands. It seemed to take about half an hour, but finally everybody quieted down again. We'll do it by hands, he said. You first, Margaret. Margaret Balin stood up from one of the benches in the front row, took a deep breath. She said all at once, Just so it's big, I think it ought to be big because there are so many small monuments in the world and we want a big one so people don't laugh at us when they drive through town. She sat down abruptly. Yes, well, Howard nodded, and you, Taft, what do you have to say? Taft was a man with no hair at all in his head, except for his bushy eyebrows, and he coughed and said, 
I think we ought to know how much money we're talking about here. And so it went, talk and talk, until my head was starting to nod. Fred put me down so I could sit on the back of the bench and lean against his chest and doze a little until it was over at last. I heard Howard say, All right, it's settled. We do the monument as long as it falls under $2,000. Mrs. Langdon will see about contacting an artist since she was the one who won last year's art award at the county fair with her macrame piece depicting the history of Bolton County up to the present. He banged the gavel, and we all shuffled out and worked our way into the street. Python was waiting and slipped in behind us as we came out. I just know, don't know about all this, Emma said. Just because she could not could not some bailing twine into the shape of Bolton County doesn't mean that Trudy Langdon can find an artist. Magazines, Fred said. She's got a ton of art magazines. Carl told me one day he about blew a truss moving them. She's got crates of them. There's probably ads in all of them for artists looking to do monuments. Still, it'll be fine, Emma, just fine. And of course it turned out to be, but not quite in the way Fred meant it.